Radio. If you haven't noticed uh, me slurring my words yet, you will now that I've told you that I am slurring my words. I have to say what St. Peter says. I'm not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Um, the dentist decided to put a chunk of metal in my mouth. So it's hard to eat or speak or anything like that. But, so not drunk, okay. Um, the last half a century, full century, has been a lot of changes in our society. Externally, a lot of advances technologically um, and so forth. But internally, the picture hasn't been quite so pretty. It's almost seemed to have been the opposite of an advance. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, okay, start with marriage. Because marriage is a building block of society. Today, more than half of all marriages end in divorce. Something unheard of just a few decades ago. I talked to a lot of people who are affected by this. I talked to have elderly people come to me. Father, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, they suffer, they struggle. Many of them have lost their faith, um, lost their families. I have young people come to me, children, even little children, who have struggled with anxiety and depression because they have no stability. They, um, they don't realise they're loved. I have young people, teenagers, come to me with a lack of self, sense of self and identity for similar reasons. Our society seems to be in quite dark times. I have young men come to me and say, Father, I want to respect women. I really do and I strive to because I love our Lord Jesus and I know I should love people too and I don't want to use them, but our society is telling me to use women's bodies for my own pleasure and they struggle with this because we're fighting a huge battle against a deteriorating society. Back in 1968, uh, Pope Pius VI, he said that this is in a time where contraception was being widely accepted by many people. He said, if it is accepted, he prophesied quite a few things. Some of those things, he said, there will be a huge loss of morality. He said, Women will stop being respected and start being used. Marriages will start breaking up. He said, people will start thinking we have a dominion and have power over our own bodies and that they don't belong to God, they belong to ourselves and we can do with them what, they, what we will. He said, even whole countries will use these technological advances to control their populations. And we think of things like in China, the one-child policy. And as this happened... As society was going through so many changes and turbulent problems, at that moment when the church should have been standing up and being a voice for good in the world, we were fighting amongst ourselves. And we still are fighting amongst ourselves, not agreeing with the guidance of the Holy Father or the Holy Spirit as he works through his church. And even worse, the corruption went to the very core and it soon became so publicly apparent even some of the clergy themselves had been committing some of the most horrible crimes as we're finding out in the sexual abuse scandals. I apologise for painting such a 
dark and gloomy picture. But perhaps this gives a bit of a sense of what it was like in Israel when God sent his prophet Jeremiah to say these words we heard today. Doom for the shepherds who allow the flock of my pasture to be destroyed and scattered. Right, I will take care of them for their misdeeds. But, he goes on to say, though we struggle, though we go in dark times, we as Catholics always have hope. Because Jeremiah also prophesied, but the remnant of my flock I myself will gather from all the countries that they've been dispersed to. I will raise up a virtuous branch of David who will reign as true king and be wise, practicing honesty and integrity. Who was this wise ruler that God would raise up? In today's gospel, the people seem to sense that he has arrived. He tries to go to a lonely place, but what do they do? They jump him and on foot they go to the place where he's off to. And they come and Jesus Christ is there and has pity on them because they are like sheep without a shepherd because all their shepherds have been serving their own needs. But we have a real shepherd. We have a true king because Jesus Christ never serves himself. He never buckles on the truth because it's more comfortable and easier. And he never makes uses other people for his own needs. This king is not one who stands up in the heavens aloof to us. He has come down and shared in everything that we experience and shared our sufferings, even to the point of death on the cross. This is our king, our good shepherd. Now, what is there for us to do? For we still struggle these good difficult times. The church always struggles through difficult times. But we always have the hope that God is our good shepherd who will guide us. But remember, we're called to be like Jesus Christ in the world. So what's our place? Remember last um, fortnight, I told you about Lumen Gentium, paragraphs 30 to 38. I'm sure you went home and read them, right? It spoke about the lady and the role of the lady, that we share in Jesus Christ's mission of priest, prophet and king to the world. We are called to be like Jesus Christ's world in his priestly, prophetic, kingly mission. So today we're looking at the kingly mission as the shepherds to guide people. Lumination paragraph 36 and also in 13, it says that it belongs particularly to the laity, not just to the priest, but particularly to the laity, to bring about the kingdom of God in the world. As we work in our daily tasks, when we bring Christ's presence through our words, through our thoughts, through our actions. We are bringing about his reign in the world. We are improving our society. One person who did this, St. Jana Mola. St. Jana was born in 1922. From a young age, she was from a large family, they went to Mass and prayed the Rosary daily. She had a great love for Jesus Christ. And when she finished her schooling, she was quite bright, so she went on to study medicine. And soon graduated in medicine and in surgery. She wanted to change the world as much as she could. And so 
she actually opened her own clinic straight away. And her clinic she used to look after, especially mothers um, and babies, the elderly and the poor people, people who couldn't find medical attention in other places. She wanted to go to mission with her brother, who was a priest in Brazil, but her health didn't allow her, so she ended up staying home and kept her mission at home. She ended up marrying, was an exemplary wife and mother of three children. But then when her fourth child was just two months old in the womb, they found out she had a tumour also in her womb. The doctors gave her three options. They said, we can either have an abortion, which will save your womb, you can have more children afterwards. Second, we have a hysterectomy, which won't be against your faith because it's not an abortion, but the child will die as a result. Or thirdly, we can perform surgery, but that's very risky and you likely won't survive yourself, possibly not even the child. She was a doctor, she knew what it meant, but she chose the third option. She said, do anything you can to save my baby. They did the surgery, removed the tumour. She survived, struggled on to full term. When it came to the birth, she knew that what might happen. It might end up being a life choice between her and her baby. She said, whatever happens, save my baby. She gave birth, and then seven days later, she herself died from the complications in the pregnancy and the birth. In 2004, St John Paul II canonised her as a saint. Her husband and her four children were there. Her husband died in 2010. We don't have to do amazing, incredible, different things to be saints. We just have to bring about God's kingdom in our daily activities. If every day what we do in the world, we do it with the love of Jesus Christ, we bring his grace, we purify, we enrich, we uplift, we ennoble our society. This is what God is calling us to do. We all have a role to be shepherds. We fail sometimes. We just get up, we come back to our shepherd who is perfect. We ask him for the help to be these good shepherds in the world and to bring about the kingdom of God. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.